When the Lao American Sports Hall of Fame was founded over a cup of coffee in South Elgin, Illinois, we could only have imagined what it would become. About two years into our journey, we've inducted 25 athletes, featured countless rising stars, built bridges between athletes in Laos and the USA, and made a few new friends along the way. The C4 podcast was born out of the desire to give the Hall of Fame athletes and other inspiring individuals a platform to have their stories told. In a special edition, we invite you to join us as we celebrate the release of our 50th episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode, not just another episode of C4 Podcast, but the 50th episode of podcast and and uh you know my name is coach andetka i'm here with my co-host john messina and we were just talking about that the other day it's like john was like saying he thought it'd be a hard time finding people but little by little one by one you know everybody's just uh whether it's because of you guys reaching out and telling us of people or us doing our research you know we got a good group uh, we got some amazing stories you know with with it being almost the end of the year and with this being the 50th episode, we just kind of want to touch base on the ones that really touched our hearts, right? So um, if you guys haven't already, please like, comment, and share. Um, like I said, if you know of anybody that would be a great guest, you know, please message us, all right? Without further ado, I'm going to pass it on to John. Yeah, Co. what an amazing journey this has been. You know, the Lao American Sports Hall of Fame was literally founded on a napkin sketch over a cup of coffee in South Illinois, Illinois. Starbucks. Or is it Panera? Sorry. Panera. Anyway, it was founded uh, in, in a booth at a Panera in South Elgin, Illinois. We had no idea what it would turn into. And like Co said, when he originally pitched the idea to me about, you know, kind of turning this into a podcast, I said, we're going to run out of people. Cause at that point we had like six athletes or maybe 10 athletes we had identified to induct. Um, but sure enough, man, we, it just keeps building and we've taken it in different directions. We don't only do athletes. We've been doing side stories, but, but we keep getting more recommendations. We keep getting people reaching out with really cool stories. And that's what this is all about. It's, it's, it's about telling, telling stories. So we're excited to kind of have a quick recap here of our 50th episode. Um, but before that, I wanted to thank some people that have been kind of helping us in various aspects of this journey because we couldn't have done it by ourselves. Um, so I'm just going to, there's no way I could thank everybody who's sort of helped in some way, either with the hall of fame, the podcast or the sea games athlete initiative, which I'm going to talk about in more detail too. Um, but I'll do my best to thank most of these people. So first would be Jamie Sukumtat, Coco Dirksvager, Lao TV, Canada, Sai Patamavong, Sith Kutsarith, Lonnie Vongsavan, Boyce Sinharat of Saab ID Enterprises, Robert Saisana, Kam Slayman, Mandy Richmond of the U.S. Embassy in Bingjiang, Ambassador Peter Heyman, Ambassador Sisavat Impachan, he's the ambassador from Laos here in the U.S., and his assistant, Mr. Salongsai of the Lao Embassy, uh, Buma Tamavong, Sengpon Ponamat, Walter Sarnoy, Chiton Vong, the Pila Vong family of St. Fila Convention Hall in Bingjiang, Laos, Matthew Nola, our fellow podcasters as well, specifically now in session, shout out to them, wearing their shirt today. Dr. Stephanie Wong, who one of the things that's kind of come out of this is Co's been invited on several podcasts. So Dr. Stephanie Wong of the Color Success podcast, Randy Kim of the Bond Me Chronicles podcast. Then my good friend, Nara Sihavong, um, Lisa Mai Vong Messina, for allowing me to take Nara's 
late night, midnight phone calls. He's in Hawaii, so sometimes he calls me very late Illinois time. Um, but with that, I wanted to announce uh, the cool thing that NARA, myself, my wife Lee, and some others are working on right now. We have officially gained nonprofit status for a new organization called Lao International Sports NFP. The organization is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization. What this organization is going to help us do, you saw my daughter, you saw Nara's son, Dawson, going to the SEA Games. You saw several other Lao American athletes competing at the last SEA Games. This is going to allow us to create an organization to support that initiative going forward and making it an ongoing concern. We didn't want just when our kids age out for this whole thing to die. So we're created a nonprofit organization that's going to raise funds and help facilitate athletes from the U.S. and, and even some other countries, Canada, et cetera, that want to represent the Lao national teams. So more to come on that, but very exciting. Let's check out, um, check out the page on our website, laoamericansports.com slash LIS. The new nonprofit is Lao International Sports NFP. So with that, we are 50 episodes into the podcast in the Hall of Fame is a little over two years. Just some really interesting stats I want to quickly go over and thank everybody who's following us on Facebook, the followers of the Hall of Fame. Co, what would you think the top city in the entire world for followers is right now? Where do more people come from that follow us than anywhere? Twin Cities, Minnesota. No, Vingjing, Laos. We would have never thought this was kind of an American wow. initiative. Vingjing is now our number one city for followers. What? That's awesome. That's that is I, awesome. Wow. So we're reaching people all over the world. Followed by that's Preston. Our, and that's our goal. I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, I, yeah, you know, but, it kind of wow. cropped up. Initially, it was mainly U.S. people, and now it's people all over the world, specifically Laos in the U.S. Um, but Vingjing, number two, Fresno, not a surprise. Then Fort Worth, San Diego, Wichita, Sacramento, Des Moines, St. Paul, Milwaukee, and Murfreesboro. Thank you to the folks in those cities for following us. You want your city to be on that list? Encourage your friends to follow us as well. Now, in Chicago, huh? Did you mention Chicago? Chicago, on it, that it list? didn't make the list. What could I wow. say? I, you know, it's probably you and I here, Co. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm surprised Elgin didn't make the list. That's just the top 10, uh, you know. Um, now, when you talk about top metros for listening to the podcast, um, Chicago is, is one of them. So, shout out to the Chicago kind of Elgin Aurora area. We have a lot of listeners from there, but also Dallas, Fort Worth, again, Fresno, Sacramento. The Los Angeles area, this is a huge area, including Riverside, San Bernardino, kind of lumped it all together, and the San Francisco Bay Area. So California and Texas, listening heavily. We thank you guys out, out there. A lot of other people listening in cities across the country as well. So with that, Co, I mean, you know, you had the idea because, you know, you've told your story, right? And you wanted to create a platform for other athletes and individuals that have overcome adversity to tell their stories. So has the podcast, now that we're 50 episodes in, has it met your expectations? Has it accomplished your goal? And then maybe start off with one of the episodes that was the most touching to you. You know, just having you hear um, you say about the, the stat about Vientiane, you know, like, we're, yeah, we're 50 in. And it's kind of been, you know, a part of me is that, like, wow, that's, that's a lot. And for us, right? And for the yeah. people that are involved, but. Just the fact that VM Chun's listening and they're number one is like, man, this may just be the tip of the iceberg. You know, this might just be the beginning of, yeah. of so many, you know, so many stories that are going to be told, right? Um, my what my favorite, this is really my favorite because it, it brought tears in my eyes, was uh, 
Sam, Sam Liam, the 1989 Stockton Schoolyard Massacre, you know. While not an athlete or sports story, man, talk about adversity and, uh, and trials and tribulations of what he had to overcome to be the man he is uh, today. And uh, that, that one really touched me. Um, I was probably, what, 18 years old at that time? I, being in Chicago, did not. We did not hear about it um, on the news. The first big one I can remember is 1999 Columbine. That, that's the first, like, really massacre that I, I remember uh, hearing about as a kid. But then, you know, when you, John, told me about this, like, wow, and, and how it affected the Southeast Asian community and, I mean, wow, why was this story never told? So for, uh, for, for you to be able to find uh, Sam and have him come on, I thought that was great. That was, it was, it was, I was unexpectedly surprised, you know, and, and yeah. very, like, very touched by his story. Yeah, it was very brave of him to come on. It's not easy, right? I mean, you're talking yeah. about serious childhood trauma that he went through, and he was mm -hmm. brave enough not only to talk about what happened that day, but the impact it had on his life, right? where it led yeah. him to uh, drinking and gambling and, and, and even, you know, some challenges with PTSD around like when, for example, 4th of July fireworks would go off, right? Yeah. That would, that would, he would start to, to have like kind of, I don't know if right word for is it, but like an anxiety attack or something sometimes. And he had to work through that throughout his lifelong journey where he set himself up to be very successful. Yeah. Just kind of ironic. Um, you know, we were interviewing another guest, Vanna in, and I mentioned this thing and co you said that you hadn't heard of it. I'm like, how could I happen to live in the area at the time? So of course it was like, took over our news and we all heard of it, but I was shocked that, that you hadn't heard it. And it was one of the ones that was, was kind of just seemed like it was never, never talked about outside of that local Stockton, Sacramento, you know, Northern California area. It was shocking. And I, I, I'd hate to say one of the reasons might be because because we were South Asian, Southeast Asian. I, I hate to say that, but I can only, you know, that might have had something to do with yeah, it. it I, just the wasn't, news was different, yeah. Yeah, the news was... Uh, More local know, back the then, news. maybe? I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but that's what we're here for, right? So we're done to give him the opportunity. He just, you know, happened to have moved from that area to Chicago like like us and is living here in the Arab with us now. So we, uh, we invited him on. It was kind of by chance that he had... Uh, moved out here and we were able to connect with him. So, but really cool guy um, has a uh, bulldog breeding business. If anybody wants a bulldog, check out, um, check out his uh, IG page. What, what so. episode is that for our listeners? That is know. Episode, episode 11. Yeah. 11. Go back, go back and listen to that. Um, yeah, guys, if, if you enjoy our podcast, just from the human side of it, you know, watch this episode. I won't say too much, but there's one part in there. Um, he was shot and, um, he had tried to get into the school and the teachers wouldn't open the door for him. This is, was a young child at the time. And the fact that he said that affected him throughout his life. Like he thought throughout his life that the whole world had shut the door on him. And it came, it came from that experience, that moment where he was trying to get in the school and the teachers wouldn't open the door and how that affected him. That, that really, that touched me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, incredible episode. Well, let's let's touch on another one. Another one that you know I think Co and I um, both really enjoyed. Right, um, was just let's say it's kind of different. Sam's was I'd say very emotional and touching. 
this one was just fun. The yes. Pro Wrestling Roundtable. Yes, for I sure. Mean, we, we invited these three guys on, Sean Loud. I'm going to use their wrestling names, Jordan Jaw and El Psycho Gato. Um, and I mean, I feel like we've become friends with these guys. To be honest, we've never met them in person, right? But uh, Peter's well, Chantavon, Peter a.k.a. Jordan on, Jaw. He's Peter, on Peter twice. came on yeah. another episode, right? Peter came yeah. on later on for a mental health episode, which I know isn't big. You know, um, but gosh, guys, give it a chance. And, and, and if you have time, listen to that as well. And and I'll tell you about how much we as athletes, as Southeast Asian athletes, the, the things that we're going through, it, it's the human side of it, right? I mean, it's great to cheer for the athlete, right? Until he drops that ball and all of a sudden he's the biggest piece of garbage on God's green earth, you know? So, but yeah, yeah, we love that episode. Yeah, that was cool. So, because, Co, I know you, at one point, being a professional bodybuilder, were considering pro wrestling because yeah. they kind of go hand in hand. So what was it like for you to talk about these guys that actually – talk to these guys that actually, you know, gave it a shot? It, you know, it's great to see that they're going through with it. I wasn't able to. I think I was too short. In, in, in reality, I was too short and I was too big, if that made sense. Because once you go on TV, you're going to be larger than you are. So I would have, like, if I would have stand next to a guy that's six foot tall – it would have been this guy that's bigger than, bigger than him, but shorter. It would just look way out of, uh, you know, it'd be kind of out of sync there. But I wanted to at a time, 1999, I was getting ready to go up to Minnesota, and Minnesota's big on wrestling and, and train at one of the schools up there. Yeah, so, yeah. Even dyed my hair blonde. Yep. So episode <laughs> 34, folks. Um, episode 34, check it out, Pro Wrestling Roundtable. Um, another one that this is one that I wanted to bring up. Actually, I'm going to put two together here because what this podcast is about is giving people the opportunity to tell their stories. And to be honest, a lot of our guests are not household names. Um, they're not getting their story told anywhere else. So there's two guys that came on the podcast, John Namichai and Rossi Cha. John Namichai was a army airborne Afghanistan veteran who became a semi-pro football player, now plays in the Hmong flag football leagues. Rossi Cha is still a professional football coach, coaching a professional women's football team, coached high school, played, you know, college, all that. What I liked about these episodes, Co, was that these are just, let's say, normal everyday people that you might run into at the grocery store or something. But they have an incredible story behind them, right? And this, this, podcast became an opportunity for us to have people like that on right to tell their stories which i think was one of your goals when you came up with the idea right tell stories behind people that nobody else is going to tell but that we think people can relate to right and people can learn from mm -hmm. so yeah i was before this episode i was never big on the military I'm, quite honestly I'm, I'm the son of a military man and i just yeah, I'm just I'm just not big on war, war and casualties and everything, right? And I mean, I'm here because of war, right? And uh, it's there's war going on right now, and it's just it's devastating, you know. How can you really pick sides? So I never, you know, really got to hear the mindset of of a soldier until, and we've had a few on here. We had some Navy SEALs on here. Um, and uh, for them to share their stories, man, I was like, wow, it really made me think about the sacrifice and dedication you, ha you had to have uh, to be a soldier. Yeah, for sure. And, and what I liked about John Namichai's episode was, is, you know, he goes, he was kind of a, his parents came over from Laos, right? 
um, didn't seem like he kind of grew up. His father passed away young, um, grew up maybe a little directionless, ends up in the military, Army Airborne, you know, does his time in Afghanistan, all that. Always liked football, always liked sports. Really, there was no way for him to go play in college or the NFL. That was, you know, that ship had sailed. But he figured out a way to live his dream. And are the semi-pros the NFL? No. But you know what? He figured out a way to kind of live his dream and have his moment on the semi-pro football field, right? That yeah. was sort of his Super Bowl. And that's what I like. And Rossi's similar. Rossi was a Division One caliber running back, um, but sh- but a little small, right, to ever be like NFL-type caliber. Um, but he found coaching. And so now he's passionate about coaching. So it just shows you that um, you could find a path to live your dream, right? Even if it's not what you exactly what you think. And that also these regular everyday people you see, the guy coaching your own kids, there's a story behind these people, right? Everybody has a story. And these two guys have incredible stories of overcoming adversity and finding a way to live their dream. So John Namichai, episode 37, Rossi Cha, episode 46. I'd recommend everybody go and, and check John, those two out. Yeah. John, and, and Rossi's ethnicity was, uh, was it American? You're, you're still, you're better at the ethnicities than I oh, am. So he's, he's, he's Kamai. So he's what they no. call Kamai Chrome. So what okay. Kamai Chrome is, Vana in is that also the, so, you know, the borders that are there today, Cambodia and Vietnam, Laos, these were sort of carved out between the French and the Thai, right? These are not historical where people live, right? Like Thailand and France basically shook hands and cut Laos in half, took Isan part and put it in Thailand, gave the rest to the Lao people. Um, similar things, there were wars and th- stuff between Cambodia and Vietnam and border got drawn. So he is ethnically Khmer, which is the Cambodian people, okay. but was actually born on the Vietnam side of the border in the Mekong Delta. So there's sort of like an ethnic minority of Khmer people that live in that part of Vietnam that were, you know, when the borders were drawn, were drawn into Vietnam, but they're not Vietnamese. So I had to laugh. I had to laugh because uh, you know more about this than I do. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I, I, so right? I thought it was funny because we had Rossi Cha, who's a Cambodian who's from Vietnam. We had Lo Van Famon, who we'll talk about later, who's a Vietnamese guy from Laos. And we had yeah, Yuko, who was a Lao guy Thai. born in Thailand. So, you know, these... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a it's kind of a good cool mix. Um, but yeah, really, really cool story. It, when you really think about it, it is just one one region. You know, I mean, wars, kings, you know, yeah. um, all kinds of interesting history over there. So we learned a lot about it when we after we interviewed Kenya Proch, and um, we talked about the Kunkamai martial arts uh, and some folks you know, wanted to get in this debate with us about it being called Muay Thai, Muay Lao, not yeah. Kun Kamai. And I don't have a dog in the fights, <laughs> but uh, they're all cool martial arts. It's, the region, it, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible what Kenya went through. And our, our first guest, uh, professional bodybuilder, Chris Dim, also Cambodian, and just the stories. Like, yeah, I was a product of war, but never saw anything um, like these two I, gentlemen had seen. Yeah. So that's something we're going to do next year. We actually have, we've been, we actually had somebody reach out and say, Hey, they'd love to see more Khmer guests or Cambodian guests. Some of the stories behind them. I mean, it's, it's, it's just unreal, right? What their families went through and all that. So for 2024, we have more guests lined up from Cambodia to, to give them a chance to tell their stories as well. So, 
Um, well, what, what other episodes kind of touched you, Co? Where are we at? Um, I know I was not part of this latest episode, but the, the women's loud rugby team, that, okay, if, if Sam's story made me cry, if the pro wrestlers made me laugh, hearing this story made me smile. I watched that episode and I was smiling the whole way because the, the emergence of, you know, you think about Laos and Southeast Asia and Asia, women, and they talked about that in the episode, women are supposed to, you know, get married, have kids, clean the house. And to hear about these young Laotian women playing a sport like rugby, and rugby is very physical. I mean, we're not talking tennis or badminton or anything. We're talking rugby. Um, and so fascinating to hear how Megan Knight, you know, went over there and recruited, you know, recruited athletes um, to, to help them be a better human being, right? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't about just being a rugby player. It's about, you know, given the confidence and all that. I was, I'm really proud of that, you know, especially like loud women. I mean, so much more than just, you know, the typical story of, you know, just go to school, you know, don't even go to school, get married, marry the right guy and have kids, you know, and, and that's just, well, there's so much more to us um, than that. So yeah, that story made me smile. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about it was, is it wasn't about going and trying to create like a world cup, world championship rugby team it was about basically giving people hope opportunity mm -hmm. and the skills they're learning by playing rugby and by coaching rugby megan's big about turning players into coaches when they get older these are life skills right these are skills like if you could run a rugby team well guess what you could run a business yeah right yeah. or you could run your local municipality in a small town in laos what you'll learn about like just the coaching, the mentoring, the organizing, all of these things that you think, okay, this is all about sports. It's, it's really not about sports, right? It's about giving people skills, opportunity, teamwork, team building, all of these things that they're learning that will help those local communities. And they're going out of their way to not just do this in Bingjiang and like big cities. They're going into small towns where there's no sports other than maybe soccer and in the dock. Right. And, um, they're, they're bringing rugby and the women have taken to it in part because the men over there all want to play soccer, right? <laughs> That's like yeah. what they want to do, but the women didn't quite have, have any. And so this was an avenue and this was an opportunity and it's, it's really amazing what they're doing. Um, I'm next time I get to Laos, I'm going to, we'll meet up with Megan. Um, we're going to do some collaborations for sure with the rugby federation. Yeah. And what she say, it was, it was like not even 50, 50, it was 51%. I believe she said it was 51% women. Yeah, Girls majority. Are involved. Yeah. Majority. So. Globally, it's like maybe two thirds men, one third women globally. But in Laos, they've somehow kind of come out of the gate. I think because they built it from the ground up, right? Where if, if they had built it fifty years ago, women would have been like, "Oh, you can't go into that. You're mm -hmm. not allowed to even do that or something." Yeah. So it's yeah, it's basically it's a equal men and women sport, right? Cut down the middle, fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, that I'm, was I'm a sure cool Me, I'm sure Megan would want to hear 51. Yeah, 51. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, 51. Yeah. We'll give them that. Yep. The women, yeah. the women got to get 51. So. 51. They're winning. They're, yeah. It, no, that was an amazing episode. And also, shout out to Phil Groves of the Chicago Hounds. Um, and if any, if there are any Lao American rugby players out there, there's a transnational Lao rugby team called the Were Dragons. I just actually connected one player 
um, from San Diego with them to join their team. But if you're of Lao ethnicity, you play rugby, there's a transnational team that you could join where you can go around the world with other Lao Americans, people from Laos, Australians, New Zealanders, French, uh, and play rugby together. And, and we talk about it in that episode. So check out the Wear Dragons and, yeah, if you need help connecting where? with them, let us know. Where? How, how do you spell that? Where? Because I was, I was listening to W E A R Dragons. Wear Dragons. A R Dragons. Yeah, Wear Dragons. Where? And and yeah, so the guy who founded, who owns the Chicago Hounds Rugby Club here in Chicago, uh, founded this club after he has a business consulting firm that does a lot of work in Asia, and he met some Lao rugby people. He loves rugby. His name is Phil Groves. Um, he basically helped create and fund uh rugby in laos and and he created this transnational team that tino papavian that we interviewed played on and other folks um that that were on, have been on the podcast that played on so it's just really cool it's a really cool thing so so yeah phil's hopefully gonna we're gonna collaborate with phil and megan and the whole lao rugby federation bing samai suksavan and all them um yeah. going forward yeah awesome awesome well, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a recap if we didn't touch on the episode with Billy Soxotico, because Billy is a rodeo cowboy. That, right? that blew He's my mind. When you first rider. mentioned it, it blew my mind. Yeah, a bull rider. And, I, yeah. you know, he is still to this day the one that blows everybody's mind, because I, I don't know, what, what if uh, your parents were kind of critical of you becoming a bodybuilder, Co, but what if you told them you wanted to be a bull rider? I would, I would heard worse than crazy. You know, crazy is one of the words, right? Peba. But like, yeah, it would be like Peba, you know, to the nth degree. I mean, yeah. 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 And he's, I mean, and yes, listen to the episode because yes, the bull riding school, but Billy's the kind of guy that always paved his own path in life up until this day. He actually is now playing on a college tennis team, junior college team. Uh, in California. He's like, he's my age. We're both born in 75. He's 48 years old. He's playing college tennis. He's getting his PhD. Uh, you know, the guy is just inspirational to me. Right. And, you know, he grew up, he had a rough go single mom, right. Um, dad kind of disappeared for a while, long story, but you could listen to the episode. Um, and just paved his own path, had to escape the gangs in Sacramento where he was growing up. So they moved to this small town, Reading, where, you know, he got, got pulled into uh rodeo and, and, and started riding pools. <laughs> Just too, too incredible. Yeah. You would, uh, you would figure he'd, he'd be from Texas, right? Because that, that seemed to be a lot more popular down there in that area. Yeah. But believe it or not. So, cause I grew up, you know, in, in the Sacramento area. And for a while I lived in a small town outside of Sacramento, like Billy, we had a lot of rodeo there in Northern California too. So yeah. it's, it's actually popular. I actually had a cousin who did it. That was also special about the episode with Billy for me is I had a cousin who became a bull rider and it was just as weird for us. Like his, literally his mom is a first generation Italian immigrant. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's out there riding bulls. So not, not much different than Billy, right. With his mom being a first generation Lao immigrant. And we're, I, he was older than me, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Now, he passed away like when he was right around 30, 32. So we kind of lost him. And so just talking to Billy allowed me to kind of reconnect with that those days, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, and just kind of hear, hear the story. But, yeah, really cool. 
So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a loud professional bow rider, cowboy. So, so that was episode check, three. Yep. Yes, check out that episode. Yeah. So episode three. Um, well, what what other episode or guests co really really inspired you? What's amazing is that this guest, where he's at now versus where he was at when we interviewed him is like night and day. Lo Van Pham, Vietnamese, born in Pak Se, my dad's hometown, um, grew up in Laos, speaks Laos, and um, a football official, right? A football official that when we first met him, he was doing colleges. So, and, and where is he now, John? In the NFL. Right. He's at the yeah. highest level. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, it's for me, that episode was special because here's the funny thing. Lo and my wife, they're both born in Laos. They both go to the refugee camp in Thailand, right? They both end up in Amarillo, Texas. Hmm. Okay. And if you don't know where Amarillo is, it's up in the panhandle. It is a small city. The primary industry is meatpacking, slaughtering cows. So my father-in-law would like personally kill like 3000 cows a day when he worked in that plant. And because those jobs paid really well, the houses were really affordable. Like I remember them telling me in 1980 or 81, something like that. He was, he got his first job was $8 an hour. It doesn't sound like much now, but when your rent is $150 a month. Okay. That was like, uh, you know, they hit the jackpot, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I mean? You, a family of five can come and, and immediately like, I think just a few years later, they actually bought a house, everything. So Lowe's, Lowe's mom also worked in that same slaughterhouse. His dad worked at Levi's. There was a jeans factory in Amarillo that since has been closed down. And my wife had a couple cousins that worked in the jeans factory. But there was this huge Lao community in Amarillo that was working in the slaughterhouse or the jean factory. And everybody knows each other. It's a small community. So it was just cool to talk to Lowe about like that journey of growing up, you know, Cause I felt like, well, this is, I'm hearing a little story about my own family and the relatives that I still have there, you know, what they went through, how they grew up. But yeah, what's incredible is, is, you know, we interviewed Lowe. He was a college official. It wasn't much long later that he texted us and he's like, Hey, I'm in the USFL when they, when they resurfaced that football league. And then next yeah. thing you know, he's called up to the NFL. He's talking to Al Roker on the today show. He's like, I mean, um, yeah, Co. He goes from interviewing with us to to like Al Roker. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we got him first. So yeah, yeah. So we want, but that show, that's what this podcast is about. Because honestly, we we wanted to tell Lowe's story, if, even if he never made the NFL, right? Because it is a cool story. He's living a dream, right? He's doing something he's passionate about. He's showing people that if you have a dream, if you're passionate and you put the time in, it took him decades. Let's be honest. He started after college and he only just got in the NFL a couple of years ago. And he's like about 50 years old. No, so, just this year. Just yeah, this yeah, year. two years ago. It's his second year. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, second year. So that's what I mean. So he, it was a grind and he loved it. It wasn't a grind from the standpoint of something, doing something you don't like, but he started at Pee Wee. He went to high school. He went to the low level of college. He went to the high level of college. He went to the USFL. He went to the NFL. He did not skip any steps. He, he, he basically earned every, spot he 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 went through the process right so yeah talk about a profession that you have to be very thick-skinned oh right i mean you know we're talking about athletes we're talking about coaches and you know we get a lot of praise 
Referee? Yeah. When was the last time anybody applauded a referee? <laughs> you know, an Never. official. Never. Yeah. And and we couldn't have the game without them, right? Was as much as we all like to say, gosh, ref, what's wrong with you? But without yeah. them, there would be no game. They're human. You know, he was he was in town, uh, ref in the Bears game. So I we my wife and I went and got dinner with them be- the day before the game. And then we went and actually got to see him play. That was incredible. But yeah, just hearing his story about, you know, um, what it's like to be down there on the field with all these great players and everything. Um, yeah, amazing story. So that was episode number four. So one of our early episodes, our earliest episodes tended to be with people that we knew, like Chris Dim, Billy Lowe, right? Um, and they're, but they're incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that rounds out that our, um, our list for, for our top episodes. But you know what? It, it doesn't stop there, um, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you want professional bodybuilders. We have a men, women, you know, uh, you know, uh, mixed martial artists, boxers, I mean, things that you don't think, you know, a women's um, kickboxer. And again, you know, Sao uh, Lao, uh, Jennifer Chantavong. I mean, you just don't hear that, you know, in, in our daily conversations about, hey, did you hear about that Laotian, you know, female kickboxer? You just don't hear about it. So, so you know, just to, to wrap up on that, there's a, there's, I wish we could talk about all 50 episodes, but we, we can't. Um, two others that I'll give really quick shout outs. If you're new to this podcast, you haven't listened to everything. Check out also the one with Nate Singmani. Nate's the guy who created Hike and Hit, really doing something out of the box, his own fitness program geared towards youth. And then Boomer Savan. Boomer Savan was a Navy veteran that's doing these marathons and ultra runs. Those were two really cool episodes as well. Um, you know, our most popular episodes, Co., where thousands of people have listened, are Jeremy Merkin, Team USA, Sepak Takra coach, um, Om Pomavang Skagans, the disc golf pro, oh, and yeah. Tron Sipasai, the Navy SEAL. Those we got thousands, thousands and thousands of people listening to and I'm excited about that, but but I'd love for some of the people to listen to some of these other very inspiring episodes, like the one with Sam Lean and the ones we talked about as well, because they're every bit as inspiring as those top episodes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, folks, so we are going to close out for the holidays. Um, we'll be back in 2024. Like Co said, I personally told him we're going to run out of people to interview, but we already have, I think, about 20 people. Um, that are prospective guests that have either reached out to us or we have on our list that were referred to by people like you listening, but we need more. We need to keep the uh, kind of the funnel of potential guests full. If you know somebody, whether it's yourself or somebody, you know, that would make a great guest, whether they're an athlete, um, some other individual with a great story of overcoming adversity, please let us know. Uh, 2024, we're going to do a couple things differently. You're going to see more people from Laos. We have several, more guests that are people actually living in Laos and actually even other countries. We have a, a guest from France that we're hoping to bring on. Um, we'll see some more Kamai athletes because we've had people asking for that. Um, and then, you know, more side stories about people overcoming adversity. Primarily you're going to see athletes, but we like to have these side stories, people like Sam Lim, people like Vana in um, that have overcome adversity. So, so with that co any parting thoughts for the year and about next year? Uh, that's great. We're going to get more athletes uh, from Laos. I mean, this to me, one of my first main goals, this was to bridge the gap between 
Laotians in the in the states versus Laotians, um, not only in Laos but internationally. You know, it's just kind of let's bridge that gap and let's connect. And I think together we can do great things. Yeah, for sure. And we've done that, and expect to see more out of us with Lao International Sports NFP. Um, more presences at Sea Games and other major sporting events. Um, a lot to come with that. We, and uh, yeah, so check out the, the website, LaoAmericanSports.com, for all this information. With that, folks, we're going to wrap up. Have a great new year, and we'll see you in 2024. Yeah, 2024. The C4 Podcast is brought to you by the Lao American Sports Hall of Fame. Visit us on the web at LaoAmericanSports.com, celebrating the first, inspiring the next.